Okay, weekend, Trav. This is episode 72 of Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Coming to you uh, via Zoom uh, today as we uh, head into uh, this uh, this week here. So episode 72, Weekend Trav, we got a handful of things to talk about. Number one, uh, you know, the uh, Thurman Barrios fallout and then some upcoming fights that were announced this week. But before we jump into anything, I want to make sure I address some issues from the last episode. It seems we may have rubbed some people the wrong way when it came to, you know, our conversations and we started diving deeper and deeper and deeper into the whole uh, transgender thing and the men and women's sports. I wanted to make this very clear. So, so uh, before we get into boxing news, I, I want to make sure that I'm highlighting this news item that your favorite swimmer from the university of Pennsylvania, Leah Thomas is uh-huh eligible to compete at the Ivy League championships. So a ma- a born male is is being allowed to compete against women. Is that what you're saying? But we can trav he identifies as a female swimmer. Well, anyways, he won his first race when he was, uh, you know, in utero and he, he was swimming through the, the fallopian tube. So he won that first race, just like we all did. But we can trap. I don't want to ruffle too many feathers the wrong way. Or do I? I really don't care. I can't see in these. I got to take these off. We can trap. Yes, let's get let's get to real sports. Let's get to real uh, uh, gender oriented sports, such as boxing where men compete against men and women compete against women. Let's talk fallout. Let's talk. Uh, uh, where am I? Keith Thurman, Mario Barrios. Got my notes here, folks. Don't worry about that. Let's talk about that fight and keep on going into the world of boxing. Yeah, that um, Keith Thurman won a, uh, a UD, unanimous decision, over Mario Barrios, who was coming up in weight to welterweight to fight Thurman. Thurman was coming back from, I think it was an almost a three-year layoff. He lost to Manny Pacquiao in his last outing, and this was his first fight since. Um, I think the rust probably for sure had to affect him a little bit, but I, I don't think this was the stellar performance that they were looking for. I, I don't. However, I do think he'll still get a big fight with somebody at 147 because he, he does have the, the credentials, the accolades and all of that. I was just expecting, like everybody else, was expecting Thurman to fully um, get Barrios out of there, knock him out, stop him, something, but he couldn't do it. And I think halfway through that fight, I forget what round it was, six, seven, or eight, uh, Thurman took another body shot, knocked his mouthpiece out, and he's been hurt to the body multiple different times now in multiple big fights. So I think that a lot of people are, are definitely – the blueprint has been thrown out there now how to hurt Keith Thurman. It's to the body. So I, I don't know. I don't know, man. The kid, he's still, he's still got talent, obviously. I just – I don't see him beating any of the 147s right now, the champions. I don't see him beating any of those guys. In fact, if he fights Errol Spence, I think Errol Spence – knocks out Keith Thurman. Yeah. So what, what are your, what were your thoughts after the fight, him basically wanting, seeking a, a fight with one of these belt holders? I mean, it's smart. That's what he needs. And he obviously 
Um, maybe he will fight up to his talent. Maybe he fought down to Barrios's level. I'm not really sure. You know, that can happen. That really does happen. Shouldn't happen, but it does. But I just, I didn't see the, the same flair, the same dynamite power and all of that out of Keith Thurman that I'm used to seeing coming up. Uh, and I fought Keith Thurman. I fought him in the pros. And right. uh, the kid was lightning fast. I never thought he hit hard, even back then, to be honest. Um, I thought, I mean, he had pop, but he didn't have that like one punch knockout power. Like they used to say, I thought he was super quick and super fast. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't like, listen, should he be in the conversation uh, and get those fights? Yes. I just don't think he wins them. And that's this, I'm being honest. I don't think that he has the same talent level as a Terrence Crawford, right. as Errol Spence. Um, I actually don't even. I don't even know if he would beat Josh Taylor at 140. I would mm. love to see that fight. Mm. If Josh Taylor wanted to jump up and fight uh, Keith Thurman at 147, I'd watch it. Well, well, we'll definitely be talking about Errol Spence here in a few moments. Um, and when I, you look side by side against with these guys, when you see Keith Thurman and you see Mario Barrios, it definitely looks like uh, uh, Thurman could easily go down and wait because Barrios, to his credit, looked he looked big. He's tall and big and coming up so many weight classes over the course of his career. I was pretty impressed just on the physique side weekend, Trav. What do you think ultimately went wrong for him? For Barrios? Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure because I think that I think maybe they underestimated how quick Keith Thurman actually was. And Keith mm. Thurman's got really good boxing ability. He, he, he's, he gets on his bike really good. And I think he showed that in his couple of his last fights that Keith Thurman can actually box and go in and out. And make a boring fight, but he can go in and out really fast. Uh, what I mean by is he gets in, gets out, and you can't catch him. It's hard to catch him. He gets on his bicycle. It really is hard to catch him. And I think that Barrios then probably underestimated that. And also, Barrios took some pretty clean shots, though. But that's what worries me about Thurman as well, because I think Barrios took some damage. Like, his mm. face is pretty beat it up. bad, yeah. But what I was just thinking, I'm just like, but where's the power at? Where's that knockout power? You had a guy coming up from – light light lightweights i mean barrios has fought as light as like 126 i think at one time obviously his, his last fights were at 140 but still i really fully expected if keith thurman put his hands on barrios as much as he did which he did because his face was beat up yeah i fully expected him to get him out of there and i'm i'm shocked that he didn't i think a lot of experts were also a little shocked that he didn't get him out of there as well but you got to give props to Barrios. Barrios didn't give up at no point in time. That guy could have rolled over many different times and he didn't. So right. maybe some credit deserves to go to him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's interesting for the future here. I don't know what Keith Thurman really has number one left in the tank, but number two, who would you even pat, uh, match him up with? It could be a guy we're talking about here in a few moments could be, or maybe the guy he's fighting. But before we get to them, let's talk about the other fight that was established because we're talking about two fights coming up in April, both in Texas, but a guy that we rib a little bit here on the show on we, uh, Wayne and with Travis Hartman, a guy that we, uh, uh, what, what do the kids call it weekend, Travis? You know, we throw some shade at. <laughs> That's we're one King Ryan Garcia, uh, if you've caught any of our little chalk art that we've done a couple of times, we uh, put a little hash mark like it's in prison. How many days have gone by since Ryan Garcia last fought, though he runs his mouth quite a bit during those days? It's We get it. Fighters take time off in between fights, and sometimes it takes months and months and months, sometimes a year, even in uh, uh, Keith Thurman's uh, standpoint, two, uh, two and a half or whatever it was. It was a long time. 
Uh, but the fact that Ryan Garcia continues to put himself out on social media, calling people out, stepping away from fights, stepping away from opportunities, doing all these things. That's why we rib him a little bit weekend, Trav. I know you know that. Uh, but let's talk about this fight. We have something coming up April 9th. Ryan Garcia versus who? 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 Tagu. Tagu. Yeah, that's good. It, yeah. He's, he's fighting. Who? Ryan Garcia is taking on Emmanuel. Who? Tagu. <laughs> who is that? You know what? That's It's going to be so funny, too, if we ever have to come back to this episode and Tagu B team, because then we're going to be like, that's who. That's Tagu. who. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, so we, we try to do a little research and digging, and obviously everyone has the internet, so you can go and everyone could be like, oh, you don't understand. He, he's fought you know, 33 and one and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. We get it. He has a solid record. Lost his first fight. Ever since then, he hasn't lost. How many times has he left the country, his country to go fight? What, two or three times, maybe? That's he's, a handful. It's under a handful. He's fought a bunch of nobodies, to be honest with you, uh, to pad that record. And Ryan Garcia, and we've talked about this offline a bit, he's coming in. They're going to tout this guy's record and make it seem like it's going to be a solid fight. The guy had belts years ago. It wasn't like it's anything recent. So it's like, we can try. What's Ryan Garcia's camp thinking here? I mean... I think they're very insecure about Ryan Garcia right now. That's why they're putting him in the ring with a guy like this, because I'm looking to this guy's 32 and one with only 15 KOs. So I think that their thought process is this guy's not going to hurt Ryan Garcia. Right. So he's a safe, safe opponent with a pretty record and he's going to get paid well because of his pretty record. But I don't think he poses much of a threat to Ryan Garcia. I think Ryan Garcia's people um, know that Ryan Garcia has been out for over a year. They don't want to throw him right back in there with a Tank Davis or, or Lomachenko or even a Cambosis. I mean, I think a Cambosis right now is super dangerous for a comeback Ryan Garcia fight. And by the way, Ryan Garcia has been out of the ring for 402 days as yep. of today. As of today's filming. Podcast, if you check out our podcast or if you check out our Instagram page, we updated that 401 uh, yesterday, which was Monday night. So Ryan Garcia, I think that they picked a perfect opponent. That's it. They mm. picked a perfect opponent, mm. a safe one, a pretty record, which it, there's, he's still beating a very game opponent. You could say, I mean, the guy is 32 and one. I mean, he's beat Mason Menard is who he beat a majority decision in his last outing, which also, by the way, was over a year ago as well. So that's why this is a safe opponent for Ryan Garcia because this guy's also been out for. Over Don't a year. you share? I thought you shared somebody that he fought too, didn't? Yeah, it? Mason Menard. I fought my last pro fight, which was August of 2019. I fought Mason Menard, and I went a six round decision with him. And uh, this guy went ten rounds with Mason Menard and won a majority decision. So it's not looking well. If you want to hey. stack it up that way, and I can be honest about it, that's not looking good because. This was my last fight. I'm not, I wouldn't say at my last fight, I was world-class level. So the fact that his biggest win, Tagu's biggest win is against Mason Menard in a majority decision against arguably not a world-class type of fighter. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Hey, I mean, at King Ryan, we have a game opponent for you sitting across the screen for me. I'm sure he's got to figure out the weight thing a little bit, but I think he's ready to go uh, over Emmanuel who Tagu. Uh, I mean, 
I feel I listen, we're not no no we're trying not trying to throw shade to you, Mr. Emmanuel Tagu who who tagu. Um, we just honestly like the rest of the planet does we don't know who you are. And we just think with a guy that's such a high profile name like this that talks a lot of uh, crap and talks a lot of smack, has a lot of things to say about the uh, his other world-class potential opponents in that weight class. It's just a little disappointing, a little underwhelming uh, is probably a better way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, we're just being honest. The fact that Ryan Garcia come off his biggest one of his career against Luke Campbell, stopping Luke Campbell, something that Lomachenko couldn't do. Amazing, yeah. And then it's just like a dud. You talked all this crap. You wanted to fight uh, Tank Davis. You wanted to fight Lomachenko. You wanted to fight all these guys in that division and clean that division out. And don't forget about Tifo Lopez. I know he's still there. And remember, at one point, he was talking about Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Before Pacquiao fought. I think that we're giving him a fair criticism when you put absolutely he deserves all the criticism because not enough people are doing it. Uh, He's being sheltered a bit, uh, as you would expect. But you would think coming off of a massive win 402 days ago weekend, Trav, that his follow up could be somebody at least within the realm of possibility of all these other names, you know, maybe not going straight for the big dog in the division right now. But come on, one of these has got to be a better lead up than that. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very, very, very safe and conservative choice by Golden Boy. I, I knew they would do that. I mean, they're not stupid. They're not trying to throw their cash cow away because Ryan Garcia has a big following. He's he's got a big fan following. He's got a big following, so they know how to, they're protecting their cash cow. And fans will get tired of that eventually. And right now, I think that Ryan Garcia, because he had that year layoff by his own choice, but because he had that year layoff that I think they're going to give him a little bit of break on his first fight back. But after that, I promise you, we're going to go in hard on him. If he doesn't, if he gets past this fight, which he should, yeah. but if he gets past well, it. He's going to get a lot of criticism from us. We're also assuming it happens. We can travel. What are your thoughts? Do you even think this fight happens? Yeah, I, I don't know because I think I keep hearing and it's crazy. I know, but I keep hearing that Cambosis and Garcia are still in negotiations for a possible fight. And I think Garcia and them, I think they think that Garcia can beat Cambosis right now. I would say right now, I think Cambosis would have to probably be a favorite. I would think Garcia so. Garcia hasn't been in the ring. So I think that would be a dangerous fight. But I also think that's a fight that Garcia's camp probably believes they can win. So if they could make that fight happen, I wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Garcia doesn't fight Tagu, ends up fighting uh, Cambosis. It mm. wouldn't shock me. Well, we'll see. It doesn't look. I don't. I don't think I've seen the zone actually. You know, put any marketing out for this thing yet, which yeah. is 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 not shocking at all. Obviously, King Ryan's doing that himself on his his uh, social media uh, pages, which is where he yeah. spends his life uh, on those things. So it looks like April 9th, San Antonio, Texas, the zone. Um, Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel who Tagu. He might make us eat our words. I hope he does. I hope so. Let's see. I'd be curious if this fight actually progresses and becomes a real fight. Let's also see what the odds are and see if it might be worth just throwing a couple bucks at who tagu. (laughs) I got to keep calling him who tagu. I I think it works. So, all right. Well, let's move on to a, a real fight. Let's do, let's move on to Errol Spence Jr. taking on your Dennis Ugas. That was announced this week as well. April 16th, coming to you from Dallas, Texas, AT&T Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys, which is also known as the Packers 2.0. <laughs> all right. I was expecting something else, but 
I'll, I'll accept it because we deserve that. <laughs> yeah, well, we do too. You know what though? I would I would love to be the Packers 2.0 because at least you guys got a Super Bowl. We we're not even the Packers 2.0. We're the Packers 0.5. We have well, we have one in the last 11 years. So which was a, we I got a star a, just a, a uh, obliterated my my mental state because I saw the post the other day that it was the 11-year anniversary of our last Super Bowl win. And I was like, man, all those guys look young there. Aaron Rodgers looked young. Clay Matthews was still playing. I mean, it was just it was sad and disheartening that 11 years has gone by and nothing, nothing. Well, guess how long has went by since our last Super Bowl? Hmm, 26, 25? 26. Oof. 26 was our last one. So, well, you know, it's uh, you're, you're well on your way. It's, uh, the odds are in your favor, I think, at some point. So let's talk, let's talk Errol Spence taking on your Dennis Ugas for a second here. Um, good fight here, I think. Just kind of the rough eye look at it. It's like, okay, that's at least uh, a name that that um, is not as household, but a little more household than a Hu Tagu, uh, right, on the different weight, uh, uh, weight class. But we got yeah. Errol Spence back in the ring. It's what you want to see. Um, now, it's not Terrence Crawford. That's who we ultimately want to see. But it just seems to me that that is something that isn't meant to be uh, at this case, at uh, this time. Um, so Errol Spence, Ugas, your thoughts here on that, that uh, fight that's matched up? I mean, I think it's a solid fight. I mean, Ugas is the defending champion now because he beat Manny Pacquiao right. uh, for the WBA title. And then Errol Spence obviously has a couple titles as well. So it's a, it's a unification fight, which we all should want those type of fights. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like the fight. I think it'll be a decent fight. I don't see Ugas beating Spence for sure. I mean, Spence is... Spence beat Manny Pacquiao, but arguably a lot can say that it was a style matchup and it didn't match up well with Manny Pacquiao. It was also a late sub and it's also a, honestly, a yep. faded, a faded uh, Manny Pacquiao as well. That right. Ugas, that's Ugas' biggest win of his career. Of course. Pacquiao, I mean, it was his last fight. So you can't say anything from him for that, but he, he did lose a split decision to Sean Porter who fought Errol Spence extremely close as well. So yeah. I don't think we're going to see a blowout by no means. I think that Ugas is going to come and try to win for sure, but I just don't think he has enough firepower. I don't think he's a big enough puncher. And I honestly don't think he's even a good enough boxer to out, um, outbox uh, Errol Spence, even though Ugas can box. That's his thing. He's a Cuban. So those Cubans know how to box. They have huge amateur careers. So his boxing ability is his strength. But I just don't think that he has what it takes to, to beat an Errol Spence. That's, I mean, yeah. that's just, he's, he's outgunned. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about it as we get closer to April, but it was nice to see at least, and maybe it's a, it's very interesting timing that they announced that almost trumping uh, the one that's happening a week prior in San Antonio uh, to get a little bit more attention there uh, on that fight weekend, Trav. Any any rumblings from the rest of that um, division? Are you seeing anything out of the Terrence Crawford camp? You're seeing anything out of, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, uh, just something else Ooh, for us coming coming up? I think that Terrence Crawford, we spoke about it a couple of times. I think he's uh, kind of bogged down right now. He's in a lawsuit with Bob Arum. And when you're in a lawsuit with literally one of the biggest promoters in the world, it's probably going to be hard for any other promoter to want to touch you either. Yeah. So he's kind of got that going on. However, I think he'll come out of this okay. Um, but he, he's another thing we've always said about him. I mean, the guy's one of the most talented guys out there, but in boxing – it's what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. What has he done for us? I mean, if, if you're a fan, I mean, this is a fan perspective. We haven't seen Terrence Crawford enough. 
That's always been his thing anyway, even when he was with Bob Arum, before he had all these troubles with Bob Arum. It's what has he done for us lately? And he can't really say much. So, you know, maybe maybe his uh, lawsuit with, with Bob Arum is kind of correct because we've always said it. Bob Arum never kept him busy, never really kept him out in the public eye, never right. put him in good fights. I don't know why he didn't put him in good fights. You know, maybe that's where the opinions are differing. I don't think it's because he was racist or showed racial bias. I don't personally know, but I just, I, I don't know why, but Terrence Crawford's never really caught the mainstream media's eye. And I think it's major in part to Bob Arum not promoting him correctly. Yeah. I mean, it, it very well could be. Um, so it's just disappointing to see that overall you you have, you know, what's viewed as wasted talent and ultimately you're kind of pointing the finger at everybody there. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily all Bob Arum's fault. It's not all Terrence Crawford's fault, but I think everyone has a hand in this as to why his career at this point is, is kind of being wasted. Uh, you know, these are critical years right now. And for your name, we talked about it a week or two ago. It's about keeping your name in the conversation. Well, his name is slowly, but surely not being in the conversation. It's in the conversation for the wrong reasons. Yep. So, yeah. And, you know, so not, and not to jump around too much, but I, I failed to mention, and we haven't really talked about it yet. And I think as we uh, maybe next week or the week after, we will get more into this. April's starting to set up as a pretty solid month. You know, you yes. have having the Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor fight here coming up April 30th at Madison Square Garden. That's a big, big time fight. It's being promoted really well. And I think there's going to be a ton of media attention on that thing as we get closer and closer to April. We're going to visit that also as we get closer to April. I know there's some fireworks also between two other ladies we can travel. And maybe you want to comment on that. Yeah, that happened over the weekend as well. Clarissa Shields went across the old pond and fought somebody I don't really know, to be fair, uh, and won. But a girl that I do know is Savannah Marshall. Ashley Curry actually fought Savannah Marshall. I took Ashley Curry over about two or three years, three years ago to, uh, it was England. Where, where did we go? I forgot what part of England, but it was over in England. We fought, we fought Savannah Marshall. She can fight. She's good. So after Clarissa Shields won, her and Savannah Marshall kind of got into it. Um, and, and for rightfully so, I mean, they're trying to promote that fight because that's the next biggest fight for Clarissa Shields because right. she, in her credit, she's cleaned out everybody. Like there's nobody for her really to fight except Savannah Marshall, who has been in that division. They, they, they grew up in the amateurs kind of together. I think they even fought in the amateurs um, a couple of times even. So that's a good fight. It, it did make it a little interesting. Uh, Savannah Marshall had some good trash talk. Clarissa Schultz had some good trash talk back. Mm-hmm. It was, it was decent. It, it made me like at least watch that clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it's the fight I watched though. So Clarissa Shields needs a little help on the mic uh, a little bit. I did enjoy Savannah Marshall basically calling her pillow hands or, or whatever she did. Yeah, so, true. So we'll see. We'll see how that kind of can line up here. But that's those are the things we've talked about many times on the show. It is uh, especially when we're gearing up towards the women's bouts. You want something enticing that's going to draw the eyeballs. It's going to draw fan attention. It's Honestly, it's not appearance. It's not all this stuff. It's quality fights and and sustainability. And are we interested? We're seeing that April 30th weekend trav with Serrano and Taylor. We're we're starting to get interested. They're starting to get some talking back and forth a little bit. You know, they're kind of being delicate so far. Um, You know, but I think if when we fast forward later on down the year, 
this one with Shields and Marshall could potentially be pretty explosive, especially on the media trail. So I want to uh, you just kind of pay attention to that for our listeners and watchers. Keep watch over that because that is coming and it's only for the good. It's only for the good of women's sports in general, but specifically women's boxing. And I'm not talking about women's sports as in Ivy League swimming. Uh when our favorite uh, swimmer, Leah Thomas, graces the waterway uh, whenever uh, swimming championships are weekend trap. <laughs> You're so right about the women's boxing, though. It's at the forefront, and I think somebody that's behind that as well is Eddie Hearn with DAZN. Yeah. Yeah. He also promotes uh, Savannah Marshall as well, So, and he promotes Katie Taylor. He's done a great job of promoting her, and I think that's why this blockbuster fight is happening at Madison Square Garden against Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. Huge, massive fight. Props to Jake Paul's management company as well for making that happen for Serrano. Um, right. But what I liked that people aren't talking about is Amanda Serrano challenged um, Katie Taylor to go 12 three-minute rounds. Right. And major props because, listen, I've heard this talk in women's tennis as well. It's about equal pay and all this other stuff. Well, in women's tennis, women only do the best of three sets. Mm-hmm. Men do the best of five sets. You have men's matches that are literally lasting five, six, seven, eight, nine, like a 15 hour match happened one time in men's tennis. So for me, if you want the equal rights, then you, then that's what, what's the difference? Then you should go to equal rounds. Right. Like, and I think it's just, here's the deal. It's props to Amanda Serrano for wanting that out of her herself and her opponent. She's trying to make the sport better. And I appreciate that. Make the sport better. Go 12, three minute rounds. It's tough. You're going to see a different animal. It's, it's, it's tough for sure. Not going to happen. Uh, I mean, Taylor balked at it anyways, when, when she mentioned that. So it's, you know, and I, and not, I don't think any of us wants to see, not saying they couldn't do it or couldn't train properly for it, but no one wants to see come round three or four, both ladies gassed and it's not competitive, Mm -hmm. right? There is some excitement level we can trap to a two minute round where the action has to be furious and get through the round, right? Because three minutes, there's a little bit more of a tactical play there. There's a little more chess match in that. But when you have only two minutes to operate, you got to get your job done. Yeah, I mean, they knew what they were doing when they made women's boxing matches two-minute rounds as well. It's just like they they keep lowering the shot clock in basketball because they want to be more offensive. They want to see better plays. Same right. thing in football. They try to you know, hurry for right. a lot more to get it going because that's what fans want to see. Right. People don't want to sit in their seat for too long and not see a lot of action. So right. therefore you cut the rounds down a little bit. It makes more action. So I get why they did it for sure. Um, but it's not absurd to see women go three minute rounds though, because there's been a couple women. I know that a girl, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to remember her name. Um, Marlena Sparza. She's oh, a yeah. golden boy. She's actually chosen to go three minute rounds a couple of times already. And the other girl did too. So it's not like it's absurd for women to do it. It's happened and they could do it if they wanted to. Um, but yeah, you're right. Katie Taylor completely balked at that idea. Yeah. And yeah. of course she would, because she's, she's made her money of, of doing two minute rounds. So, you know, she doesn't want to change it up. And I, I understand that too. Uh, but props to Amanda Serrano for challenging it like that. That girl's yeah. trying to change the game and she's trying to go out there and do all that she can do. And I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate the, 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 um, the offer for sure. Yeah. So a very important fight coming up on April 30th for a variety of reasons. We'll get into more of the nitty gritty on it later on. Weekend Trav, um, I know we covered a lot of different bases here for episode 72, and I didn't want to necessarily just cut us off short, but I didn't want to open the floor here to see if there's anything that, that you wanted to jump into or any um, semi 
closing thoughts. <laughs> Semi. And I, when I say that, I'm not talking about Leah Thomas swimming. When I'm talking about a semi, because water's usually a little cold, anyways. Uh, so, do you have any semi-closing thoughts? No, I think you mentioned something great though. That the April is really starting to heat up. We actually have some matches that are happening in April, and there's going to be some more added. I guarantee you that. It's good because March, April, we're going to go into May. The first week of May is when Canelo Alvarez always fights mm -hmm. at the Mayo weekend. So if we have a blockbuster April, it's going to roll right into May and just steamroll because Canelo Alvarez 100% will fight on Cinco de Mayo. It's just a matter of who. So I think that boxing is rolling again, and I, I can't wait. And also, I think we're going to see a Tyson Fury, Dillian White date coming up as right. well. I think that so too. Been set. So who knows? That could be in May as well. That could be in April as well too. It easily could be. Whatever we shall see. I mean, we can travel. Today is uh, February 8th. How come Canelo Alvarez hasn't fought like twice by now this year? I know, right? I mean, this guy, he's, he really set the standard for us where uh, we, we, we give him credit because he has done that. But then when he doesn't do that, we're like, where are you at, bro? We're so used to it. Like, I know YouTube, you, YouTube is like, we get it. You guys talk about Canelo Alvarez and you guys talk mm -hmm. about Jake Paul. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> Every single episode, but you know what? Canelo deserves it because the guy's a beast. So I, I don't know. I'm curious. I bet we see some sort of announcement out of the Canelo Alvarez camp within the next two weeks or less. Weekend Travis calling it two weeks or less Remember to see that. an announcement from uh, Canelo Alvarez's camp of an upcoming bout coming up, usually centered around Cinco de Mayo. For, for you, uh, I'm half Caucasian, and we can drive, I can say this, for, but for you Caucasian folks, that's uh, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo is May 5th. Which half is the better half? Uh, well, I don't know. It's uh... <laughs> That's a trick question. Don't answer that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> not answer that. I already have enough people upset at me over some of these other from to mention all these about the weirdos out there that decide to do all these things to themselves. We don't need race wars to get into it. Somebody was upset when I came back from COVID and I, I, I said that 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 Chinese uh, the Chinese people were a brilliant people. Yeah, I know you got some grief over that for it's just people are people want to be upset. I was giving them props because they they unleashed a, a wild virus that swept across the globe and, and ruined everything. They have a lot. They, they were very, very smart and continuing to ruin everything. Well, yeah. The, uh, have you watched, by the way, this is kind of a, a, a addendum to this. Have you watched any of the Olympics, the Winter Olympic action so far we can travel? one single minute me either and i'm happy to say i haven't and i'm not interested to be honest with you it's just that's all it is and i mean i'm not interested and i just I really haven't it hasn't piqued my interest to be honest and it doesn't help that it's over in china and really shouldn't have been going on right now no um, i think that we're not holding china accountable for a lot of the crap that's going on especially no. the side of the yugas muslims is going on over there oh that's the uyghurs the, the uyghurs uyghurs yeah it's spelled like it's spelled like yeah name almost but yeah the way uh oh i said the word though so now <laughs> we're gonna get a flag because i said the word because okay. we're, we're spreading propaganda or whatever well you just wait once the winter olympics are over you just watch china go and take over taiwan that they're waiting to do it um oh boy <laughs> Wow, we're going to get negative views again.
That that red color behind there is actually the target on my back. It's shining <laughs> off of my back. Um, so uh, we can travel. Where was I going with that? Goodness gracious. I don't know. Uh, we don't want to upset people because, first of all, we're not talking about the Olympics because we're not the number one Olympic bourbon and beards podcast in the world. We are the number one bourbon, beards, and podcast. Uh, Boxing podcast. What did I miss? You said uh, boxing, well, he said bourbon, beards, and podcast, but you meant boxing podcast. Oh, did I? Yeah, you said podcast instead of boxing. Let's start over because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm just, wor- I'm worried for my life and my family's life now out of the comments I just made. So um, we are the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically and typically in a boxing gym. Usually shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Tuesday. In the world. In the world. In that specific time slot, demographic, niche market, that is us. Weighing in with Travis Hartman. Period. Word is number one. B-Money, a.k.a. the producer, mm. a.k.a. the man, the myth. Ooh, I don't know. The legend. The legend. Well, legend is as legend does my friend so uh with that i got no other final thoughts because i've said enough um how about this how about we just do this that over there is weekend trav um that there is b money i don't know which way but he could be this way or this way but he's one of those i don't know he's over there he's in the box you can clearly see this beautiful man that is growing his hair out very nicely and he's wearing the aaron Rodgers sunglasses i look great well these aren't them these are my sons but yes don't forget that we are also now going to start uploading on Rumble. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I should not forget that because I probably have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember the password, right? You don't have to say it. But that is yes. actually password. It's, it looks yeah. like you changed all of our passwords, by the way. Uh, did you do that? Or I got no, a notification. Okay. Okay. I got a notification from Google that someone was looking into our account. Oh, no. So- I signed into it. Yeah. From, uh, I think. From a different device is probably why but gotcha. i didn't i promise i didn't change the password good good because that's <laughs> the only way i remember it okay we're not saying well no of course we're not saying the password online are you kidding me oh, yeah that's true too that would oh. not be good ooh, ooh, what are they gonna do to us get us <laughs> get us more likes and viewers please how about that <laughs> yes, okay that's it we're ending it we, this is episode 72 we're ending it we can travel be money thank you so much for listening and watching subscribe below hit the like button hit whatever button make comments Shout at us. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us, tell us Emmanuel who Tagu is awesome. I don't care. God bless.